Hey, what's up? This is the Heavy Sweater Podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast. It's a deep dive in the beginnings of musicians and bands of the heavy variety. And this week, the guest on the podcast is Rock from Within Destruction. And I'm I'm assuming you've already read that. Like, super fucking exciting shit. Sick. Absolutely fucking killer band. Weapon of a band. Super nice guy. This chat was fucking easy as fuck. Super comfortable. Um, for someone that I've never met before in my entire life, but like known about for a long time, like I've known about Within Destruction for a fairly long time. Um, and yeah, so in the episode, I make a big, big mistake. I say 2016 is their first album that comes out and it's not, it's 2012, but I was doing like a refresher earlier in the day and I was like going through the when the albums came out. The second album came out in 2016, not the first one. So I know that. Um, so don't come at me. So please, uh, that'd be great. There's also some technical difficulties in the episode. Uh, it was just like a connection issue. Like they were on tour. They had like an off, I assume they had an off day. Um, but they were in a hotel and the internet connection wasn't that great. So it does drop out at one point. So if there's any weird cuts, that's why, or if like, if you're listening audio only, um, which I haven't, I've been so lazy with the YouTube. Um, I'll be putting out YouTube videos soon because I did film like, the, the one with Tommy Bokeh, Tom Hedge, um, that one like was at my place. So we, we, I set up all the cameras and stuff and yeah, I'll upload all the videos to these if they have video versions. Um, sorry about being lazy, but anyway, that's not about this. This is about rock. This is rock's episode. Um, they have a new song out at the moment. It came out on the 15th of April. It's called Nightmare. It's fucking sick. This was recorded, I think maybe just before that. So, yeah, it's a fucking sick episode. Um, and you can also listen to their last album, Yokai. They have an entire back catalogue spanning to 2012. Um, so they've also got a, their new album, Yokai, has their instrumental version as well. And we do get into Yokai in the episode, and I sort of become that guy that's like, oh, look at my fucking tattoos. But um, that's not intentional. Like, my entire um, right arm is just Yokai, uh, which is like a more underrated. Uh, Japanese folklore, like demons. So like, there's a demon for kind of like everything. So yeah, Yokai are fucking sick as fuck. But their new album, Yokai, is also sick as fuck. So with all that being said, it's Sunday and you fucking know what that means. You Hey man, how you doing? Hey, going good. How about you? So yeah, good. It's uh, it's nine o'clock at night. So I'm, I'm killing it. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. yeah, it's one p.m. here. So oh, it's so good. <laughs> Sick. heavy-ish band you remember hearing for the first time? Uh, yeah, so the first time I kind of got involved into the metal genre in general was when I was looking through my uh, stepdad's um, computer and I found a folder titled Metallica and I was just like, oh, what's this? And I 
clicked on it and there were a couple of songs. And the first song I actually listened to was Enter Sandman. And I still remember listening to the chorus. And that, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And then I just <laughs> kept on listening to more songs. And yeah, eventually I became addicted to that band for a couple of years. And I only listened to that band. And I couldn't get into anything heavier. But oh. um, once me and my drummer kind of like started playing together and the rest of the guys, uh, they kind of introduced me to heavier music and i think the first band that got me into like uh harsher vocals or screaming vocals in general was as i lay dying so it was the first milestone was uh uh metallica and then as i lay dying came from there on yeah that's wild uh, more extreme yeah Yeah, see (laughs) that's excellent well with metallica like do you have a favorite album of theirs um hmm, let me think um yeah i don't think i have a specific album that i would say it's my favorite but i think the first four maybe five were really influential for me because i don't know i just listened to most of uh the songs from those uh four or five albums so i'd say the first four or five were really uh important for my musical development and musical taste and stuff like that yeah for sure i think like those first four or five albums like kill em all ride the lightning justice and uh master of puppets and even master. black album like they were yeah. so influential on black, where, yeah they were so influential on where like heavy music went after that yeah exactly uh, it's 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 kind of a progression from, you know, just pure raw metal into like what commercial metal could sound like. So yeah, for sure. yeah, they've done the whole thing. So I guess it was a kind of like a pathway for, uh, I don't know, other bands to see what they could incorporate into their music. And yeah. Yeah. And like it opened up the floodgates from there. Cause then like Megadeth was like a radio successful band. Anthrax was a radio successful band. Even bands like Pantera, which were a bit more like, a bit more aggressive than Metallica were radio successful. Mm, yeah, exactly. Which is sick. And then as LA dying, similar like aspect, like I feel like they were kind of like a big four in the early two thousands of like heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, especially in terms, I think they, they, they caught the peak of the metal core wave and yeah. they've like, Hit, yeah, they've done everything right, and yeah, they were definitely one of the big four, yeah, yeah, and, for uh, sure, together with Killswitch Engage and yeah. probably a couple other bands, maybe Avenged Sevenfold or something, probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> yeah, sick man. Well, like from Metallica, like I'm guessing you go from like you said, you were obsessed with them pretty much exclusively, but did you like dive into like heavier music from there on your own? Uh, no, not really. Like I said, uh, this was like Metallica was all discovered on my own. And then uh, when me and my drummer kind of started our band or not, not really our band. It was more like a high school band. Okay, yeah. And we were kind of like deciding what we wanted to play. And we all say, uh, put down a few band names and we kind of um, from all the band names we've collected, we kind of like 
try to find a middle ground what will fit for everyone's taste and it's boiled down to a metalcore and the the one metalcore band that the guys said would be like you know the the band for us was Azalea Dying and I was just yeah. like mm, but I'm not that into screaming vocals and then um, we said but still we're gonna try and learn one of their songs Yeah, and Sick. we tried to learn a song called Forever and yeah. it was just you know I was playing guitar at that time so it was just learning the, uh, the guitar parts of that song and I had yeah. to re-listen to it uh, you know numerous times and it just stuck in my head and uh, I read the lyrics and then I understood the vocals as well and it just stuck with me and from there on, yeah, it got me into harsher vocals and once I started listening to them, I got obsessed, as obsessed with them as, as I was with Metallica. Yeah, so yeah. it was just a rabbit hole from there on. That's so sick. <laughs> cool. And what bands like led you from there? Like you said you played guitar in the beginning and then like, I'm assuming that like as I lay dying and the bands that followed influence you're playing and then writing and then everything with, within destruction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As I lay dying was a huge influence for us. Uh, our band name actually origin or the origins of our band name actually is from one of their song, which is also within destruction. Yes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, from, <laughs> from there on, um, we just, uh, we were listening to more and more extreme music. Uh, we went to Whitechapel, uh, yeah. Suicide Silence, you know, the the, the big ones in the Deathcore. Deathcore, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And yeah, those, those were probably the bands that kind of like influenced us to uh, form a band, to write our own music. It's, uh, they influenced the way we were writing at that time. Yeah. And yeah, they were definitely responsible for the, our first albums uh, to sound the way that they sound. Yeah, I was going to say like hearing you say that like Metallica was like a big thing for you and then As I Lay Dying is a big thing for you, I'm like, Listen to that first album, man. That's not a that's not a metalcore album. <laughs> like that's so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, every every album is uh, kind of has like its own sound, and you can yeah. you can kind of like understand that we're probably listening to different stuff at different times for yeah. each album because it yeah it it kind of reflects itself in that way. Yeah. Well, what were you listening to on the the new album, Yokai? Oh, loads of shit. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> basically, um, around that time, we were actually doing uh, our first Asian tours. And yeah. we were really like um, fascinated with the culture and everything uh, yeah. with Asia. So we, at that time, we decided why not put a bit of, you know, our obsession with that culture into our music. And yeah. that's, that's what we did. Yeah. And uh, that's why it sounds the way it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> It's sick. Well, like I thought, like when I heard, like when you put the album out and I heard that the title for the album was Yokai, I was like, that's sick. Cause my entire sleeve is Yokai. Oh shit, really? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I've got that's... like a bunch of different ones, like a burning priest and like a little dead baby hand and like a wheel priest that's on fire. Oh and, fuck yeah. Yeah, like that's this so guy cool. and like all up here, yeah. So I fuck with Yokai hard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Yokai. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So happy to hear that. Yeah. So it's rad that like you were bringing that, like, cause it's not as well known, I feel as like a, a part of Asia folklore. It's more like a oh, samurai yeah. and all that shit. 
but yokai's hard as fuck yeah thanks man <laughs> especially like this yeah 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 lines. Mm, yeah true true yeah the, the the like the like you said the folklore of the yokai is, it's really interesting like all the spirits demons and everything like and each each uh, demon and spirit has their own like unique story and you could really go into a rabbit hole if you want Definitely. to read everything about yeah. them it's, it's <laughs> yeah. so interesting yeah yeah i've even got one on my leg that's the uh the casa obake the umbrella monster oh shit that's <laughs> awesome that's <laughs> yeah so it's sick. so sick it was like the first one i got i was like yeah this is fucking rad and then i started looking into the more of them and like there's one that's just like a butthole that flashes itself to people Oh really? Yeah. I, oh, shit. That's awesome. <laughs> they, they get so weird, but like there are some that are just like yeah. killing killing children, killing women, stealing ghosts. It's mm. sick as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're they're really they're really awesome, man. And yeah. the stories are really interesting to read on their own. So yeah, and you also like in terms of uh, tattoos, it's awesome because you can get them, you know, in the Japanese traditional way, the way they're pro- portrayed. So yeah, yeah, they make really good tattoos as well. For sure. Well, was that like a lyrical theme on the album, or like just name-wise a theme? Uh, name-wise, we just uh, for album titles we usually want to go with something that's gonna stick you know when you when you read it you you can remember it as something that that sounds kind of cool because if you have i don't know a title that has 15 words in it you know who's who's gonna remember that (laughs) yeah plus it it also has to have like kind of like a general idea of what the album is about so it's it's not just a random word that it has context to or meaning to what the, the whole album is about yeah and the artwork seems to like fit that aesthetic of like it's japanese themed but not like very specific on like which yokai is involved but just overall kind of yeah yeah exactly which is sick fuck yeah man cool so like from the high school band and you discover as i lay dying what's the journey like through there to the first within destruction album Oh yeah, so like I said, the the, the first uh, band that we actually formed was uh, it was kind of funny. We actually formed like a high school band because there was like a um, um, there was like an, a school event where bands could play uh, okay. some music, and we we wanted to form a band because we wanted to play a few uh, songs mm-hmm. for that event. But it turned out we actually didn't play. At that event, so we just said, "Fuck it, we're just gonna keep on playing because yes, we like playing together." And yeah, from there on, we just played a couple of local shows, and uh, eventually we had kind of like a falling out. And me and my drummer were kind of still practicing uh, the same like songs from SLA Dying, and I was just yeah. like, "Dude, why, why don't we just try and play something together?" And for a long time, it was just me and him practicing. Um, different dying songs and eventually uh, our drummer started writing uh, um, like uh, our original own music yeah. and we went uh, through a few phases when we had to uh, recruit and replace a few members yeah. it took us a few years before we found like the core people who stayed with the band and yeah after after that we we throughout the whole process we kind of uh, written enough songs and decided that we want to maybe record them and 
we went to Austria to a studio and in two days we recorded the whole album. You know, Fuck. we were just young kids. We didn't Whoa. know how these things work. We just yeah, drove yeah. there with uh, one car. We stayed in the studio, I don't know, for 12 hours. Went to, we, we literally stopped at, uh, um, at, at uh, in, in, I think it was the middle of the road where no one was driving. We okay. just stopped there. <laughs> And we slept there for eight, six hours, went back to the studio and wrapped up the <laughs> that's album. so wild, man. And yeah, that's how our first album was. That's so uh, sick. And for the, for the time and effort we put into it, I think it sounds pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, the first one sounds sick. But it's like, it's super important. Like, the, I feel like, like the story of, this band is like almost the perfect storm. Like every band I've ever been a part of is like the, the searching for the right members, like takes fucking ages. And then like, you'll lose a drummer and then you're fucked and you got to start all over again. So you're like, you're super lucky. It was just you and your drummer from the beginning, just punching yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah that was, it, it was always the core of the band. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, us two were the core of the band, pushing the band forward um but it was also like um um when we were searching for band members i was kind of like in between so we were missing a vocalist and i said okay we'll put ads on for uh, that we're searching for either a vocalist or a guitarist so if you find a vocalist i'll stay on playing yeah. guitar if you find a guitarist i'll switch the vocals and we found the guitarist so i switched the vocals and it just stayed from there on but yeah like you said it's such a hassle finding yeah. the right people who want yeah. to dedicate their time plus you know contri actually contribute to the band not just yeah. i don't know play shows and show off in front of people um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah we're really happy we're really happy with the lineup we have uh, right yeah, yeah. now yeah sick so, so there's yeah, a massive difference works. between like the weekend warriors and the people that like want to make it a thing yeah, yeah, exactly. Because when, you know the the tour is the the main test. I I think yeah. once you're stuck with the same people for <laughs> a months couple of on days, the road, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. If you're able to pull that off and you you don't hate each other's guts by the end of uh, the tour, I think you've met the right people. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> definitely, man. Sick, fuck yeah, that's rad. And then like the journey from the first album through to Yokai, like you've put out consistent music like every couple of years and it's all fucking sick shit like i don't think there's been a release you've put out that hasn't like hit the fucking mark oh thanks man anytime yeah it's 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 been a journey yeah and like i've said um um we did this thing where we try to make each album try uh not to sound like the previous one yeah. and yeah i mean a lot of people uh don't like that but a lot of people also find it interesting and refreshing and yeah. we always say that like we're we're never gonna do our next album is not gonna sound the same as our yeah. previous album i think it it just keeps things interesting it keeps it fresh yeah. it keeps us us entertained as well so yeah, um, yeah. Um, that's about it <laughs> yeah for sure and like also you're not the same person you were when you put out the first album in 2015, like you're a completely different person, your creative growth, you're changing all the time. Like you can't just put out the same album. If you do, you just get lost in the shuffle. 
Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting, you know, the same music over and over again, if that's what you want and if that's what you're still into. But if, if you're, like, forcing yourself to do the same thing over and over again and suffering from that just because you want to please a specific genre demographic, then I don't know what's the point of being an artist and all. Yeah, if you're just exactly. making the things you know people or a specific group of people are going to like or you're trying to be a, a people pleaser then it's just like i mean if that's what you want to do uh, that's cool as well but that's not what we want to do right? yeah, yeah yeah at the end of the day andy warrell didn't paint soup cans every day of his life true yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly so that's fucking rad man like sick and then you guys are coming to australia real fucking soon yeah yeah with it's signs of the swarm be- exactly yeah it's gonna gonna be awesome man it's gonna be a first time for everyone so we're really super stoked yeah fuck yeah and the dudes from teeth are on that which is rad they're a sick band from sydney oh yeah yeah i need i haven't listened to them but uh like i've which um which like supporting act or uh bands that play on the roster i prefer to listen to them live than rather than listening them to um you know on itunes or whatever um, I feel like the impact and the the impression is way better. Like yeah. I, I have a way better experience uh, recognizing or um, um, discovering new bands that way. Yeah. yeah, and there's some sick like local supports as well. Like I think Brisbane, which is where I'm from, is Barbarossa. They're fucking sick, like really good dudes. Um, Sydney's Wraith, they're fucking sick too. So there's nice. you got some treats coming, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Sick. But that's rad that it's like your first time coming to Australia. Like, I'd be hyped as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've already talked about that uh, on, um, on, uh, on, uh, on another interview. But oh, yeah. the thing is, uh, we really hope we're going to have some time off or, you know, just to, to do some sightseeing or just to explore. Because, it's, sure. like I said, it's our first time. But you yeah. know how tours go. It's just usually yeah. just you know, <laughs> you know quite a lifestyle. Yeah. Arrive sure. to the venue, do sound checks, set up, wait, and play your Maybe show. Maybe get then... something to eat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll do our best. We'll yeah. do our best. <laughs> if it helps, all the major cities, McDonald's are 24 hours. So you're set for food. Yeah, that's, that, that's <laughs> our main uh, source of... Uh, of uh, nutrition yeah. <laughs> yeah, restaurants for sure even like playing like shows in brisbane now like i won't leave the venue till like midnight and i'm driving home I'm like fuck i'm so hungry and mac is just, like the only thing open yeah yeah that's yeah. rad yeah. what was that i think it cut out again yeah something that was they cut out on mine as well. Uh. <laughs> okay, I think we're back. I think so. <laughs> Sick. Okay, good. Cool. Yeah, um, any place in particular you're looking to hit up when you come down? Um, me specifically, not really, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we'll have the chance to get to see some kangaroos. That's the main thing. Yeah. I want to see some kangaroos. <laughs> cool, man. There's like either wildlife sanctuaries, like you can go to this one in Queensland. Uh, there's like zoos in Sydney and stuff, but 
sometimes like on the drives from nice. major cities, you should be able to see some early mornings. Nice. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Yeah, just getting around. Watch out for fucking wombats on the road. They will fucking destroy any vehicle if you hit one. Really? Yeah, they're like, because they're like so small and compact. They just like fuck up any car that hits them. Shit. Are they like, is, is that like a common thing? Do they just go on the highway and oh, it's like hit them all the time? I haven't experienced it like since I was like super young. Like I was going somewhere with my my old boy once, and like we were just driving somewhere like super late at night, and he hit a wombat and fucking wrecked a car. And I was like, "Cool, wombats are thick." Fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. The then, one thing you could hit in Europe, or at least where we come from, is a uh, deer with a hit a deer. That's yeah. I, I want to be seeing deers, man. I want the deer. <laughs> I'll swap you one kangaroo. Yeah, well, you have to come to Europe then or oh. Slovenia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> cool, man. Well, fuck, we'll keep going back in time. Like, what was the the European scene like when you guys were coming up? Because I spoke with uh, Aviana from Sweden and Floya, which was like Time the Evaluator and Burning Down Alaska. They're in a band together now. But they had like pretty chill experiences in the European like scene coming up. What was your experience like? Um, for us being Slovenians, it was, first of all, it was really hard to kind of break through um, our own local shell because Slovenia yeah. is like super, super small. We only have a population of 2 million people. Okay. And um, it's really are we good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. In, we're good now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was saying that for us, it was uh, hard to break through. There you go. And we're back. <laughs> so two million people is the total population. Yeah, two million is the total population, and it's uh, really hard for a band from Slovenia to kind of break through to the international market. Yeah. Um, and it's from our perspective, like um, we were not really, I felt like from the beginning, we were not really that popular in Slovenia, but we had luck because <clears throat> when we released Void, we gained a lot of attention on the US market. So, yeah that kind of like spread out there and from there on yeah it was just like we got a good opportunity for a european tour we went on tour and every show we did was a really really good experience a really positive feedback and yeah from there on uh, things just blew out of proportions so yeah <clears throat> from our um the way we view it uh it's been a really positive experience um in terms of international, um, like, um, market and, uh, I guess shows and stuff like that. But, you know, from um, our, our own country, it's, it's, it's really hard to do, to become yeah. like, I don't know, famous or successful, unless you're doing some, you know, pop stuff or, you know, yeah, yeah. things that people want to listen at home. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's way different. Like in America, if you're on a metal band, you could just, stay in America, tour America, yeah. be super successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 
yeah, from where we come from, we we just have to, you know, we just have to um, do our best to to kind of like infiltrate all the the fronts and try to yeah. do our best. Well, like I feel like that, you like you should definitely be like proud of yourselves for like everything you've accomplished just in that alone. Like the the smallness of where you are, like in Europe, which is kind of like seen from my perspective as like sort of the motherland of heavy music, where like that's where it's accepted the most more than anywhere and then like your break comes from the u.s because you're more of an extreme band and then that in turn makes you more popular in europe and then from there you just blow up yeah yeah exactly um, i mean it's sometimes still doesn't it i can't really comprehend like how we were able to even you know uh get to the the point that we are today because um, everything we've done so far, like um, in terms of finances, uh, management, whatever, everything has been on our own pretty much. And yeah, when I listen to, I don't know, some other bands uh, letting us know that their governments actually do like, um, they pay out, uh, I'm not even sure what's it called in English, but it's like uh, um, you could sign up on a, on a thing and the government will give you some money because they want to promote like yeah, their yeah. own culture. So you say, oh, yeah. I'm in a band, I do international touring and they'll dedicate a certain amount of money to support you and support, yeah. you know, <clears throat> their uh, culture. But yeah, we, we didn't get anything like yeah, that. Yeah. So everything has been done by us, financed by us. So I'm really proud and uh, surprised that we were able to push things uh, to the point that they are today on yeah, a whole all on our own just working hard for it which is sick like and yeah. that proves we've like been, how much we've been want. grinding yeah for sure you've got you've got to be grinding out here you've got to be grinding the grind never ends yep but no that's sick man that's yeah, so cool because i remember hearing that the first time i was like i heard that canada i think um give money to bands as a way to like promote the local arts and i was like that's fucking sick but yeah. yeah, I think Australia is like over there as well, where like there's none of that. Like, yeah, people complain about paying fifteen dollars for a local show or twenty dollars for a local show. Yeah, it's 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 just a shame. Sometimes you just want to move to another country and accept, <laughs> sure, you yeah. know, their nationality, citizenship, just so you you feel like they're that you're actually being appreciated. Yeah. As, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but then in turn, the grind makes it all worth it. Yeah, true. And you you gain different experiences, and you gain you get the work ethic and stuff like that. Yeah. So I guess in the in the long term, we can't really complain. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we were. I guess it's the 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 old saying. You know, you you teach a man to, or you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You teach a man yeah. to fish, you feed him for a life. A hundred percent. This could apply sure. to us as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teach a man to make, write a breakdown and he'll write breakdowns for the rest of his life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool, man. Well, this has been a sick chat. Would you want to get into the five bands and we'll shut it oh, down? Oh, shit. We are, <laughs> shit. We've been talking, so uh, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. So yeah. I guess um, my number one, we, we had to put Metallica because it was obviously yeah. influential for me as well. Uh, second would probably be As I Dying because yeah. obvious reasons as well. Uh, then third place, um, I'm trying to think. 
Um, maybe I'd say Whitechapel because okay. uh, Phil Bozeman was also one of uh, huge influences for my vocal yeah. uh, styles at that time. He's crazy. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the the best in my opinion. Um, then for four. Mm, I want to say maybe something like Bring Me the Horizon. Okay. Something sick. like that. Yeah. Like old um, Bring Me the Horizon or like do you fuck with what they're doing now? Just in general, the, yeah. the, the whole journey, you know, they yeah. went from all the heavy to what they're yeah. doing right now. I just, yeah. I liked their older stuff when I was younger and I liked their newer yeah, stuff yeah. when now that I'm older. So definitely just the, the whole package is awesome. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an absolute last trip. one. Like explaining, yeah. bring me the horizon is, to people. Like they'll be on the radio mm-hmm. here and I'll tell my partner's younger brother, I'm like, hey, this band that sounds like this used to be a deathcore band and they sounded like this yeah. and he's like what yeah. and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah 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 like if you if a person you know who does listen to this kind of music you show them one song from that album and one song from this album they'll yeah. be like that's not the same band but yeah. yes it is a hundred percent um and for the last one i'm gonna throw a curveball and i'm gonna say billy eilish just yeah, because it's, it's not a metal band and yeah, yeah, yeah. i really i really love listening to no she's and i love her music so yeah yeah Irish, yes sure. sick. <laughs> cool man well thanks for doing the podcast yeah thanks for having us it's anytime really man. awesome experience sick well i'll i'll be sure to come out to the brisbane show barbarossa teeth signs uh signs of swarm within destruction it's gonna be a fucking killer show Sick, man. Dahan for another week. Fuck yeah. Huge thank you to Rock for doing the episode. It was a fucking really good chat, and I'd be down to do another episode whenever. Talk to them more about some other shit. It'd be fucking sick. And a huge shout out to Misha from Overdrive PR for hooking this up. Go fucking slam within destruction on socials and rock on socials. At within destruction DM on Instagram. And within destruction on Facebook and Rock's personal socials are at Dusk Necrosis and hit his Twitch at twitch.tv.com slash chocoblog, uh, chocoblob. And if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, please share it, tell a friend, subscribe, follow, um, fucking hit me up on socials. Tell me who you want to see, who you want to hear on the podcast, who you want to see on the podcast. That'd be fucking great. Anyway, um, it's fucking four o'clock in the morning on Saturday and that's fucking early for me um also I'll be I'll be a guest on another podcast very soon so keep an eye out for that thanks